Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. Kicking it all off with Patricia Spencer from out at the Lewis and Clark Library. She is the public information officer out there. And you know what? It's been far too long since we've chatted, but John unavailable this morning. So, Patricia, we get to chat with you. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Troy? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I don't don't even remember the last time we were able to chat with you on the show. I think it was before COVID started. I feel like everything was It was, so about six or seven years or so. (laughs) And only two weeks, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know what? We've talked with John about it, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, the New Look Library, there's only a few people have got to be in there looking at it. What do you think? It's amazing. I think that when we are finally able to welcome the Helena community back in, they are going to be in total awe. I mean, John has always said that the library is the community's living room, and that is really, I mean, it's an, it's an amazing space. It's a space for people to be inspired. It's a place for people to come and read. It's a place for art. Uh, I'm always amazed when I look at it that we did not add any square footage, but you cannot recognize the former footprint. And you know, I was there before the last remodel and was pretty over, uh, pretty amazed with what we did with the facility then, and, and this just blew past it. It's bright, it's beautiful, uh, and it's definitely something Helen is going to be proud of. It's the flagship, I think, of the south end of the walking mall. And it's definitely a library. You know, we were built in 1976. It was the first library built with technology for an electronic card catalog. Um, we've always had our eye to innovation, and that was really at the heart of this remodel also. Um, we have some study rooms that I think um, students as well as community members are going to be pretty impressed with. But they're also going to be equipped so that they can do some film editing and some audio Um, We've got a great sound system in the large meeting room so that when you can host events, uh, people are going to be pretty impressed. So um, we're excited. We know everybody's frustrated. We're frustrated not getting to show it off. We'll do so when it's safe. But um, the community's going to be impressed. I mean, everything that we've ever been asked um, was taken into consideration as they planned for this. And, And they did a spectacular job. I mean, kudos to the crew at Mosaic as well as Dick Anderson for for making it look so yeah. amazing. Patricia Spencer's with the Lewis and Clark Library, and you've had to make some tough decisions over there in the last little bit, kind of uh, closing down operations a few times. But it, you are now, right now, you're open for pickups, right? You're not, we, we can't get in there and we can't enjoy the space, but we can enjoy what you've got to offer in terms of books, movies, that sort of thing. Correct. We are, um, you know, we're like everybody else. We're trying to figure this out. Um, it's a unique time. <laughs> you're, you're working with information that's happening um, in real time also. So we have had a lot of guidance from Lewis and Clark County Health Department, uh, as well as state and federal officials, um, the CDC guidelines, and spending a lot of time looking at what other libraries around the country have done too, as this totally changes the nature of how libraries can serve their public. So right now, the safest and the best thing is the non-contact hold pickup. Uh, We are offering this at all of our branch libraries, so Lincoln, Augusta, East Helena, and the main branch. And then the Bookmobile is also doing the non-contact hold pickup, meaning that nobody can go onto the Bookmobile at a stop. Um, 
And we're going to continue that until the numbers in Lewis and Clark County start to decrease. Um, you know, looking at the dashboard here the last few days that we are on a downward trend. I hope that continues. Um, you know, if we had that magic eight ball, we'd all know <laughs> when this right. is going to, to change, but we don't. Um, so we're going to remain in what our board is calling phase two, which is in-person services only um, to include non-contact hold pickup and limited bookmobile stops. Um, we do have all of our digital materials available online, plus all of our online programming is currently online, which is what we're doing with the Big Read right now, um, until we can switch over to phase three, which would be limited in-person browsing. And, okay. Um, I think... I think that's going to be a little bit, I mean, we have to do that safely. We have to be very cognizant of what's safe for employees, um, what's safe for the public. Um, it's a huge facility, uh, you know, so when you start taking into consideration things like having to, you know, keep it clean and where can people go and how can we facilitate their needs in a safe manner also. I mean, library services are typically one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you come in to ask your librarian for assistance. Um, so we're doing a lot of that over the phone. You can phone a librarian and still get your reference questions asked. You know, kind of the traditional model, um, but also a lot of online services and our web pages hosting. You know, we have a really cool uh, creative bug for those people out there that are exploring cooking and New Year's resolutions, um, wanting to take up a craft with their new free time. All you do is log on to Creative Bug, you need your library card, and there are thousands of videos and tutorials to get you started on everything from knitting to paper mache to quilling. Uh, to cooking. So, you know, we're really trying to help people explore how they would use their library online. Yeah. And I, I know it's just been tough because, you know, a lot of the library is and does in our community, it's really a gathering place as much as anything. And and that's just something yeah. we've not been able to do. And uh, But we're, we're looking, we have an eye toward reopening and the board's put together a plan. So that has to feel like, even though it's not here yet, it has to feel a little good at, you know what, it's close enough that we're planning for it. Yes, um, we are very excited. You know, um, one of the things is we, our former director, Judy Hart, always said that libraries were centers for the community as well as community centers. Um, and that's still very much a heart of what Lewis and Clark Library does. Um, so we're trying to be that heart online, <laughs> um, which is different for people. Yeah. And we have a lot of people in the community who are aware of the fact that just don't have those computer accesses. So uh, the road to reopening, which is what we published yesterday, which is the plan that the board has approved, um, lays out those phases and what they look like. And one of the things we don't want to do is say, oh, we're open, oh, we're closed. Uh, so we were being very mindful of benchmarks. And under the guidance of Lewis and Clark County Health Department, they have recommended that there's a two-week benchmark where we have less than 25 um, new cases. Um, now, I know all of us have looked at the Lewis and Clark County Health Department's website, and some of us understand the numbers better than others, and it's a moving target. But you're right. It feels good to know that we have a plan. It's in writing. We have it on our website at lclibrary.org. Um, you can call and ask a librarian, and they can explain it to you as well um, where we're at and how we're going to move forward. And unfortunately, you know, in-person programming will be one of the last things that we're able to come back to. So we're going to have to be doing this kind of online thing. We're really hoping things calm down during the nicer, warmer months, and we can get outside and do some stuff. You know, last summer we were fortunate to have our book bike out at a few events, in, or not events, but, you know, in the park, and people being able to access that. And, and 
you know, we have some marine program, which is always huge with the kids and, and working with the school and keeping kids engaged. And um, we're hoping we can do some of that stuff. So we're very hopeful. Um, the road to reopening really is exciting because you're right. It, it, it kind of feels like, all right, we have a goal and we're, we're, we're driving towards it. Yeah. Patricia Spencer is with the Lewis and Clark Library. We've got a few minutes left with her, and they're looking at the road to reopening. It's not here yet. We're looking at phase three. Uh, eventually, I guess that would be when it's when we have an average of 25 or fewer uh, new cases a day in Lewis and Clark County for two weeks. We had 17 yesterday. So, you know what? Maybe we've already started. Maybe we just so. need another 13 days. Yes, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. But most important, we have to do what's best for the community, yeah. you know. And, and and we've been through this in the last year. We've been through it together, and I think that's one thing we've all learned is we all in this together. And and we see those highs and lows. And and the best thing we can do, and and even if you come to the library for your in person hold pickup, you know you have to wear a mask. And we're adhering to social distancing, and we're going to keep doing those things, um, even if we get to move to phase three until the CDC says, all right it's safe to not wear a mask. It's mm -hmm. safe to not social distance. So um, and I think there's some really good things we've learned from all this is just how to keep each other healthy and how to be respectful of that. So we are being really mindful of doing this safely. Um, and then when we are in, if able to invite people into the library, we do so that safe and respectful for everybody and maintain social distancing and the masks as long as the CDC says that that's the safe thing to do. Right. Uh, before, uh, I've got uh, just a couple minutes before I have to go to break, Patricia, and uh, you do still have services available online. People can find out all of that. But I want to mention at least the, the big read that's going on right now. People can still get in on that, right? Absolutely. We have a month-long uh, celebration of Luis Alberto Urias Into the Beautiful North. Um, we are hosting a writing workshop online with local author Virginia Reeves this week. Uh, we have the author who's going to be joining us virtually on the 28th. Um, we have some book discussion groups. We have some discussions of uh, immigration coming up. All of it is free and open to the public. We do need people to register in advance just so that we can have enough room in the Zoom room. Mm -hmm. Everything's at lclibrary.org. Complete schedule events. We're very excited. I mean, it looks different, but this is our 14th consecutive big read, and I think we're one of a handful of libraries and museums across the country that can say they've received an NEA grant each cycle. Uh, so far, attendance has been great. We've had a couple book discussions already, um, as well as a film discussion. Uh, it's a different format, but people are really enjoying it. Um, and it affords you to be able to be at home <laughs> and comfortable and, uh, and still enjoy uh, the services the library has to offer. So yeah, everything's online at lclibrary.org. Whole host of online programming uh, for the big read, but then we also have a lot of different online media, audiobooks, uh, music, movies, uh, the craft. If you're into Ancestry, Ancestry.com, we have that open to the to library patrons right now online. All kinds of things. Just visit lclibrary.org. We're, yeah. still, we're still here to serve the community that way. Yeah, and people can uh, also look you up on Facebook. I know you're very active. You're posting what's going on. There's been writing workshops, and uh, so people can find you on Facebook as well. Absolutely. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, but we're also using Facebook to keep the community informed of what's happening as well. So that's one of the ways that we are still being a community center and, and helping. And right now we have a great story out there about a little, 
a 12-year-old Boy Scout out of East Helena who's making some little libraries for East Helena, Lincoln, and Augusta, and yeah. the Bookmobile to a grant that our Augusta library received. So still some amazing things going on. It looks different, but we're here. Um, we're part of the community. We're excited about our road to reopening, and we're just very pleased that we are able to offer the services of the non-contact hold pickup at this time. Patricia Spencer with the Lewis and Clark Library. Patricia, thanks for taking time this morning. Thank you so much, Troy, and t- take care. Stick around. We've got more Coffee Break coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Do sure appreciate that. And Nikki Yule is joining us on the line now here on Coffee Break. She is the director of the Information Resource Center at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Nikki, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Could you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell uh, folks just uh, who you are and what it is that you do there. Yeah, so um, again, my name is Nikki Yule, and I'm a clinical oncology social worker with about 25 years of uh, healthcare and blood cancer experience. Um, and here at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, um, I help to support our mission, which is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma, and improve the quality of life uh, of patients and their families. Um, and part of that is through our, our information resource center. Yeah, can you, uh, we're going to jump to the Information uh, Resource Center, and I I want, uh, just for folks that are maybe unfamiliar with it, can you explain the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society as well? Yeah, so, you know, we have kind of a a three-pronged mission here. We've been around for over 70 years. Um, We fund research for advancing life-saving treatments. Um, We are absolutely committed to patient and caregiver education and support um, and also advocacy for patients. So, um, you know, we are the leading source of free blood cancer information, education and support for patients, survivors, families, and healthcare professionals. So we really want to help patients navigate their cancer treatments, um, make sure they have access to quality, affordable, and coordinated care. Um, and we do that through, you know, a variety of our programs. So we have our information specialists um, that are highly trained oncology professionals um, that specialize only in blood cancer. We have our clinical trial support center. Uh, we have free educational resources and programs, free support services, um, financial assistance, um, and we also offer a personalized nutrition consultation. So we do a little bit of a uh, little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, and I was looking at statistics, and one that I think might surprise folks: right about every three minutes, someone in the U.S. diagnosed with blood cancer. I mean, every three minutes—that's probably higher than I think a lot of people realize. 
Yes, you know, I think um, uh, many people are touched by blood cancer or have a friend or family and, and maybe didn't realize it. Um, there's over 1.3 million um, people who are living with or, or in remission from leukemia, lymphoma, and myeloma. Um, so the, the needs are out there. Um, our, again, our mission is we want to find a cure. You know, we want uh, patients to not only have better treatments and better outcomes, but, but our ultimate goal um, here at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is, is finding cures um, and helping patients and their families get through what is most often the most difficult time of their lives. Yeah. Nikki Ewell is with us on Coffee Break. She's with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And, uh, and Nikki, never a good time, right? But right now in the middle of a pandemic, an even worse time to, to get that diagnosis. I mean, just for many reasons. Yes, absolutely. The, the pandemic is, you know, really um, uh, put even more stress on an already stressful uh, situation with, with access to, to cancer care, um, you know, in the fear of, of getting um, COVID-19, um, the isolation, um, uncertainty, fear, um, all of those things can happen with a cancer diagnosis, and they're even more uh, pronounced now due to the pandemic. And, you know, what we want to do is, is provide this free critical one-on-one -on -one support um, and importantly, you know, hopefully provide answers uh, for patients during this, this pandemic. You know, how to navigate changes in health insurance coverage, how to access telehealth visits um, to stay on schedule with their treatment or their follow-up care, finding resources to address the financial stressors, um, how to stay safe and follow the CDC guidelines, um, how to balance work and caregiving and childcare. You know, all of these things um, are, are really difficult for patients and caregivers. And, and one of the things that I think we're really good at at LLS is helping people find a way to cope with that added fear, the added uncertainty, and, and the isolation. Um, that's what we're here for. Yeah, there, there are people there that can help patients manage their care, other aspects of, of life right now. It's all free. How does that work? What, what do people need to do? Yeah, so if um, the, the best way is to reach out to one of our um, information specialists at 1-800-955-4572. Um, we're also available online at lls.org. And we do have um, a chat platform if people prefer, prefer a chat, um, speaking with the live um, specialist, um, and also email. Um, so we want to make sure that, that people can access us in, in many different ways. We also have um, a team of bilingual um, Spanish-speaking specialists, um, healthcare professionals that can help, and we have a translation or interpreter service um, available in 170 languages. So we, we don't want, um, uh, if you're non-English speaking, we, we don't want that to be a barrier for people getting the care they need. Mm -hmm. Well, and specialists there can certainly help people at any stage of their fight, of their journey, but I imagine important to start early on if possible, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, we're here for, you know, from diagnosis all the way into survivorship, but it's really critical, especially in blood cancers, if we can have patients and caregivers connected to these resources early on, you know, by addressing the information gaps, um, 
addressing the most up-to-date treatment information and getting them connected with a specialist, um, identifying financial and support needs early on, patients can potentially avoid setbacks in their treatment and absolutely minimize the financial and emotional stress um, that having a blood cancer often brings. It's so important to plug these resources in early um, really to give patients the best chance of, of cure and the best chance of a successful outcome. Um, and that also includes making sure they have access to clinical trials um, um, early on. The earlier, the better. Yeah. Nikki Yule is with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, we've got a few minutes left with her this morning. And there, there are certainly underserved communities out there. What's being done to reach out to those? Yes, this is super important. Um, you know, the pandemic has revealed, um, you know, the disparities that we knew were there, but it's, it's made them even more difficult. Um, underserved communities can face very unique barriers. Um, for example, being in a rural versus an urban location, language barriers, access to health insurance, um, access to disease and treatment information, transportation. Uh, economic distress, right? Our underserved communities are really hit hard um, economically even before the pandemic. Um, and one thing that we, we talk about here at LLS is that when dealing with cancer diagnosis, no one should have to choose between paying household bills or getting the cancer treatment that they need. And, and that's where our one-on-one -on -one support services um, are really important to help patients, especially underserved patients, overcome these challenges and get them connected and, and have access to the treatment and care that they need. Nikki Yule with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, and, and I think if we consider the, the statistics, there's someone listening that can be helped out by uh, the LLS. And it, Montanans, sometimes we like to do things on our own, right? Uh, what, mm -hmm. what, what's your advice for them? I mean, somebody that's listening going, yeah, I can see how they might be able to help, but I can deal with it. What's your advice to them? Oh, I would say, you know, please don't do not do this all alone. Um, you've got a nonprofit organization that is here to provide the, the most up-to-date, accurate information and support. Um, give yourself an advantage of having access to the best information possible and give LLS a call. Um, you do not have to do this alone, and we want to make sure that you absolutely get um, the very best care. And again, they can, they can reach us at lls.org. Um, or our specialist at 1-800-955-4572. We would love to connect. And Nikki, I know you got to get going just real quick, though, if there are people who don't necessarily need the services, but they, they want to help support you and, and support uh, blood cancer patients. Can they help? How can they help? Oh, yes, of course. They can always help. I mean, donations fund everything we do at LLS. Uh, we are a nonprofit, whether it's life-saving research or our direct patient services. Um, you can find ways to donate to LLS, join one of our fundraising campaigns, volunteer. Uh, volunteers are, are, are vital to the work that we do. Um, and we just encourage you to, to reach out and, and support our mission and support our blood cancer patients um, and caregivers. Nikki, thanks so much for taking time. I sure appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you and, and, and what you do. We've got to let Nikki go because she's got a busy day ahead of her. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with a few more minutes to wrap up on Coffee Break.
Now, back to Coffee Break, brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. Price shopping coverage for you right here in Helena. Thanks for joining us this morning on Coffee Break. Just about a minute left to wrap things up for you. And thanks once again to going out to Patricia Spencer with the Lewis and Clark Library. Uh, they, they've had a tough job figuring out uh, what they can do and when they can do it out there. But the, the plan is in place. Hopefully we can get out there and enjoy the new look library very soon. Get online, find out all that they're offering uh, on their website. Still lots of options out there. And then Nikki Ewell, uh, also thank you once again to her. She's with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And they're doing a lot of great work out there, helping people with obviously a very difficult diagnosis and during a very difficult time. Uh, they're giving out guidance about uh, treatment options, costs, and just dealing with the, the mental impact of all this. And once again, if you want to reach them, uh, the number out there is 1-800-955-4572. It's 800-955-4572 or uh, just lls.org. They've got a chat function on their website. It's very intuitive, very user-friendly. Uh, you can get some assistance there. Or if you missed that, you didn't get those written down, shoot me an email, troy at montanaradio.com. That's all the time we have for today, but come back here tomorrow. We're going to be talking big brothers, big sisters. They've got an event coming up. We'll tell you about it. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, head on over, give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.